be in his presence. Praise the Lord. Psalms 127 verse 3. The Bible said, Behold, children are a heritage from the law. The fruit of the womb is a reward. Thank you, Lord. You know, Lord, we just thank you. Thank you for last week, that what I shared, but also today, Lord, continue, Lord, and on my lips, Lord. Put your word in my mouth and on my lips, Lord. That will speak the word, Lord, with conviction, with power, Lord Jesus. That we not just hear the word, but we do of the word, Lord. Oh, we love your word. We love your law. That you open our eyes to see the wonderful things in your law. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, last week I shared on how we can pray for our children. And um, that is, we need to pray for them intensely and fervently like Hannah. And then also the second thing I shared was to turn our worry into praise. Because how often when we have something in our heart, about our children, we just couldn't help telling people. Okay. <laughs> oh dear, you know. Anyway, <laughs> but instead of, you know, saying anything negative, we have to turn those worry and concern into praise and praising God that our God is going to change them. And then the third thing is that pray unceasingly. That is, never give up on our children because they are our children. So today, I like last week I said how to pray, so how to pray for our children. But today, I will pray, share on what to pray for our children. Then I, then weeks try to work it out what to pray for our children. I got so many points I don't know how to put it together. <laughs> it took me so long <laughs> to points together, and I said I got so many pages. And I said to Angela, I said, I think I cut it down. <laughs> Instead of one sermon, try to put everything in one sermon, make it into you know, two or three or whatever. And so, because there's always more God can add. Yeah. And, and so, so today, I just share a few important things that, that we as parents need to pray for our children. And the first, today, I just really basically concentrate in the spiritual area. And so the first thing I'd like to share is that we need to pray for our children to have the knowledge of God. Because He is our foundation. You know, everything that we do, He needs to be our foundation. Everything. And He is our soul. Without Him, nothing more. So the first thing is the knowledge of God. We need to know God. In Ephesians chapter 1, verse 17 and 18, the Bible said, That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. And verse 18, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what are the riches of the glory of, the, of his inheritance in the saints. So there are much more down further down, but I just collected these first. So our children need to know God, who he is and what he's like. They need to know him personally, intimately. They need to know God is all-powerful, you know, all-knowing, all-present, you know. And, and he, he can help them in time of difficulty. When they, when they cry out to God, he will answer them. And so they also need to know God loves them, even though they are not perfect. 
so often we think, oh, if we are perfect, my parents love me. If we are good, God will love me. But God loves us, you know, even though we are not perfect. As long as we do our best. So, they need to know God, and they need to build a relationship with God. They need to know the God of their father and mother is their God. You know, they can see. We are our, their example. They need to see that our God is also their God. They need to know God. They, need, they can know God, and they need to talk with him as well. They can communicate with him just like the parents. and everyone, all, all parents do that. <laughs> so, but knowing God is one thing, but knowing who we are in Christ Jesus is another. They need to know. And that's why you know, know God as your heavenly father, know that he loves you, and then you also need to know that who you are in Christ Jesus because who you are in God through Jesus, that we are the children of God. You know, we are born again, we are the children of God. And we are precious. You know, we are the apple of our heavenly Father's eyes. When I first read that scripture, the apple, apple of the Father's eyes, I thought it's an apple. <laughs> but it actually means the, the eye, you know, the, the most important part of the eye. So, <laughs> I don't know what it's called, but it's the apple. <laughs> and we are blessed, and we are loved, and we are saved. We have eternal life. We have important. It's important for children to know that we have hope. We have future in God. You know, we are more than conquerors in Christ Jesus. So there are many, many wonderful things that to know that who we are in Christ, and that is why Paul prayed for his spiritual children in First uh, Ephesians chapter one verse sixteen. He prayed unceasingly, unceasingly for his spiritual children that God that God would give the Ephesian church in verse 17 the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that they can know God. You know, the Holy Spirit is there given to us so that we can know him of the spirit of revelation and wisdom so that our eye of the, our understanding, that is our mind, our spiritual eyes, be enlightened, be quickened, and be opened up you know, so that we can see and know God and of his greatness and his power and also our hope and our riches you know our hope in him and the wonderful things that he has prepared for us you see you know the bible has so many wonderful promises but you don't read it you don't know but holy spirit was given to us so that even when we are reading the word we can quicken to us open our understanding you know, of the hope that we have in God and all the, all the wonderful and precious promises He has given to us. In First Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10 said, But it is written, Eyes have not seen, nor ye heard, nor have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love Him. Can you imagine all these wonderful things? But God has, but God, verse 10 said, but God has revealed them to us through his spirit. For the spirit searches all things. Yes, the deep things of God. So, in, in, in first, uh, Corinthians chapter 2, verse 9 and 10 tells us that God has prepared wonderful things for those who love him. So wonderful that his eyes have not seen, he have not heard, nor entered into the heart. 
heart of man. That is so wonderful. That is so imaginable. That we cannot, you know, in, in the natural we, we do not know. It's so wonderful that never heard of such a wonderful thing God prepared for us. But he has given us the Holy Spirit, the spirit of wisdom and revelation to reveal those wonderful things that God has prepared for us. And he revealed them to St. John. He knows in Revelation chapter 21, 22, you know, what God had prepared for us in eternity. But one of the wonderful things that, and he also prepared a lot of wonderful things for us here on earth, while we he, while we still here on earth. And, and one of the wonderful things that we need to know is that we reign with Christ, not only in the future, but now. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 6 and 7, I'll just read it to you. Even when we are dead in trespasses, make us alive together with God. By grace you have been saved. And verse 6, And raise us up together and make us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. And then verse 7, once again, the riches that God prepared for us. That in the age to come, he might show exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. Verse 5 tells us that we were dead in sin. But while we were dead in sin, Christ died for us. And then verse 6 tells us that God raised us up with Christ. This is water baptism, symbolic of the water, water baptism. Water baptism is symbolic of our resurrection in Christ. God raised us up with Christ and then seated us together with Christ in the heavenly places. And when we do that, we're sitting with Christ in the heavenly places, we reign and rule with him. You know, physically, we, we are here, right? Still here on earth. But spiritually, our position is with Christ in the heavenly places. Far thou all principality and power, dominion and mind, and every man that is there, not only in this age, but also in the age to come. So you can imagine. So even when you pray, when you, when you look at situation in your life, or when your children disobedient, you know, sit in the heavenly places. See yourself sit in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus and look down and take control of the rebellious spirit in your children. You know, take control. You have the power that Jesus has given to you to find and lose whatever in Jesus' name. And so, and even before Jesus ascended to heaven, Jesus also has given us power to cast out demons and heal the sick. So there are, you know, great and precious promises God has given to us. And also he also has given us, empower us by the Holy Spirit. And that is why we need to pray for our children to know God. Because, you know, because Satan, the God of this age, the God of this world, doesn't want our children to know God. We want our children to know God, but Satan doesn't want us to know, to know God. And uh, Satan wants the people, you know, everyone to worship him instead of God. And uh, in Revelation, Chorchor tells us that he knows he only have a short time left. And that's why he also in battle tried to fight for the souls of men. 
he wants the souls of man, the world, to worship him. So that, you know, in times to come when he go to hell, you know, he'll have company. <laughs> because in Second Corinthians 4, 4 tells us that whose mind the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, leaves the light of the gospel, the glory of Christ, who is the image of God to shine on them. So God loves us, wants to save us, but Satan doesn't well want, want us to worship him and go to hell with him. So that's why we need to pray for our children to have the knowledge of God and not to be deceived by Satan, the, the God of this world, and and the teaching of this world, the spirit of this age, the teaching of this world. Anything that is against God, that is the teaching of the, of the world. And so, Paul, you know, so we need to pray for our children to know God and lead them and guide them, set an example for them in our life. But, you know, Paul is our example. Paul said, you know, first Corinthians 11, that, you know, imitate me because I imitate Christ. Follow me because I follow Christ. You know, Jesus was his example. But Paul is also our example. Besides our law, is our example. Paul dedicates his own life, you know, his whole life, basically, just to know God. And he see all other things like fame and fortune, they are just like rubbish to him. And that's why he, in Philippians 3, verse 8 and 10 said, But in, indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord. And then verse 10, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering, being conformed to his death. You know, so so Paul, you know, his own desire, all he wants is to know Christ, is to know God, and the power of his resurrection, and the fellowship of his suffering, and being conformed to his death. And so pray for the spirit of wisdom and revelation be upon our children so that they can know God and, and, and also know who they are in Christ. And the great and wonderful thing that God has given to them, you know, just read the word and you discover all the gold nuggets. You go to the river to try to find a little speck of gold. You go and dig into the ground to try to find a piece of gold. And that is why that when we come to the Word of God, we start digging, and we just find so much gold pieces there. And that's why in the Chinese we call it gold sentences. You know, Ching Ching, you know, gold. The Bible is full of gold. Just dig it. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. You know, God has given us so much wonderful things, but we have to know it and also use it, apply it. Mother's Day, they give me a cup. Mother's Day, cup. Beautiful thing. Beautiful pattern. It's all on the shelf. But that was good. But you see, unless I use it, then I don't really enjoy it. And so, know the promises of God, all his good things, and then apply it in your life. So, pray for your children. Know him. Know God. Hallelujah. And the second thing is, we need to pray for our children is, you know, the leading of the Holy Spirit. In Romans chapter 8, verse 14, it said, 
For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. You know, without the Holy Spirit, I really wonder what we're doing here. You know? We are born again by the Spirit, and we are empowered by the Spirit to serve. And we also need the Spirit. To, we need to be led by the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is our teacher. Holy Spirit reveals Christ to us. Holy Spirit who leads us into all truth because he is the spirit of truth. And so in order to be led by the Holy Spirit, we need to be sensitive to his voice. You know, you can talk to someone, no one, they can't hear. You can yell at a person, they can't hear. But the thing is, you need to pray for sensitive ears, you know, to hear the voice. You know, there are many voices also in this world. You have the voice of people. You have the voice of demonic spirit. You have the voice of God that you need to be able to discern. You even have your own voice. Tell you what to do. Your conscience. But the thing is, you need to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. Be led by the Spirit. You know. And the Spirit, the, 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 spirit uh, the language of the Holy Spirit is, you know, there's vision and dream. And uh, he can give us pictures in our mind in an audible voice or, or still small voice. And, and Philip was one, one of the examples in the Bible I often use is Philip. He was led by the Spirit. In Acts chapter 8, verse 29, then the Spirit said to Philip, yeah, the Spirit was talking. Now Philip's ear was sensitive to the, the voice of the Holy Spirit. And the Spirit said to Philip, go near and overtake this chariot. You see, Holy Spirit led Philip to preach the gospel to the Ethiopian eunuch. That is powerful, isn't it? You know, you see, this is Acts chapter 8. You know, uh, the, the Ethiopian eunuch, the Ethiopia, had to hear the gospel of Jesus Christ before the Acts chapter 10, the, centuri the Roman centurion. You know, you, you get the African people first, before, because God always remember. You know, the faithfulness of Queen Sheba. And Ethiopia. Hallelujah. Queen Sheba from Africa. God is so faithful. Hallelujah. So, you know, you pray for your children to be led by the Spirit of God, to hear the voice of God. And not only to hear the important thing, we all hear. We come here and sit, we all hear. But how many obey? And that is why we also need to pray. Not only to hear, the voice of God, be led by the Spirit, but also be obedient. And that is my third point. The third thing is pray for obedience. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 22, this is about King Saul. And Samuel, and Samuel said, Has the Saul is disobedient. And uh, Samuel said, Has the law uh, as great delight in burnt offering and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of Law, in the voice of the law, behold, to obey is better than sacrifice, and to hear than the fat of rams. So Samuel was, you know, said to the Israelites that God desired obedience more than sacrifice. Without true obedience from the heart, you know, even you to please God, you know, all sacrifice is meaningless. You know, all these. When it's from the heart, when it's a sacrifice, you know, from the heart, when you're obedient from the heart, then it pleases God. So 
ourselves without obedience, all your sacrifices matter. In this life, you know, all your sacrifices without love, First Corinthians 13, without love, just law and knowledge is not sacrifice. So the Israelites, be, because of the disobedience of God's law and worship other gods, God judged them by allowing the Assyrians and Babylonians and became to destroy the nation. So therefore, us parents, we need to pray for our children, you know, to say, oh, um, thank you Lord for, for my child and my children, call them by name, that they are obedient. They're obedient to you, they're obedient. Well, if they're obedient to God, right, they will be obedient to you, isn't it? Because the fear of God in their heart, and they say, oh, only your parents, isn't it? So, so if they learn to obey God, they will also obey you and learn to bless you. So, and the fourth point, last point for today, is a bit, a bit long. Last point is a big point, but it's, it's about knowledge, praying for our children for knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. And sometimes I, I, I think even discernment is part of the whole thing, all interrelated. You know, you see in Proverbs chapter one verse seven, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. In Proverbs chapter nine verse ten, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. You see, all our children need to grow in the knowledge, understanding, and wisdom, and even discernment. These are all gifts from God. You see. Knowledge is the accumulation of facts. Understanding is the arrangement of those facts. Wisdom is the application of, these, of those facts. Like for example, most most smokers no one smoking. Most smokers know the fact that smoking tobacco can eventually, you know, cause cancer. This is uh, knowledge that is me medically documented. And yet, some smokers don't think smoking would affect them. And so, this is not a lack of knowledge. They know that um, you know, smoking can cause cancer. So, this is not a lack of knowledge, but a lack of understanding, because they don't think it could happen to them. But if the smoker understands these facts and stop smoking, then this is wisdom, the application of facts. So this is wisdom in action. And for us, you know, we get our children to go to Sunday school. You know, this is this is not just babysitting. You know, some people, some parents, you know, they used to go to Sunday school, so now they don't go to church, but they would drop the Sunday school and they go home. <laughs> and so because they know Sunday school is good. So we get our children to go to Sunday school. They learn and memorize scriptures. This is knowledge. Right? This is knowledge from the Word. But when the Holy Spirit opens their spiritual eyes to see, you know, they get that thickening, that enlightenment, the spirit, the eyes Understanding comes to them. 
and 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 then you know they they have more than facts. They have understanding. Just like we read the Bible, often we read the Bible, and when we read the same thing, you know, same book or same chapter, so many times. But one day the Holy Spirit will just open up our our understanding to that verse, and then it becomes hard knowledge. So this is more than facts. This is understanding when the Holy Spirit just gives us that enlightenment. And just like you know, when we apply it, then we it's wisdom. And just like you using a verse like John three sixteen, everyone say, oh, everyone knows John three sixteen, you know. But people can memorize it, people can quote it, but unless God, God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. You memorize it, you, you quote it, you know like that. And, but when, only when the Holy Spirit quickens to our mind, our understanding, that we can see and understand God's love. And then if we apply that knowledge and then into our life, then it is to re by receiving Jesus into our life as Lord and Savior, then this is application of wisdom. But so this is, you know, like like the three things that I put down is that pray for the children knowledge, understanding, wisdom. But it's all based on the knowledge of God. Fear of the law However, there is another aspect of wisdom, is uh, godly wisdom, not worldly wisdom, but godly wisdom. And godly wisdom is from God. Discernment is also uh, a gift, you know, like, like in the New Testament, we have the, the word of knowledge, the word of uh, wisdom, discernment of spirit. All these are gifts from the Holy Spirit, they're all interrelated. And so, godly wisdom gives you insight into situations. We have knowledge, but it gives you insight in the situation, how to act. And so, one of the good examples in the Bible is King Solomon. You know, King Solomon asked God for understanding to rule over his people. In First Kings chapter 3, verse 12, God said to Solomon, Behold, I have done according, I have done according to your word. See, I have given you a wise and understanding heart, so that there has not there has not been anyone like you before, nor shall anyone like you arise after you. So this is a very powerful thing. God appeared to, to Solomon in a dream and said to him, ask anything, you know, and you can ask anything you want. That is something, you know, anything you want. And God, you know, what Solomon asked for is understanding. An understanding heart. Uh, you know, to judge his people. So God made him the wisest man in the world. No one before him like him or after him. He's the wise, wisest man in the world. And and uh, and straight away, after God said, yes, you can have that, uh, you know, wisdom and the, the understanding and uh, and even discernment, right? Because it's all interrelated. Straight away, the Bible recorded Solomon possess godly wisdom and discernment in judging God's people. In 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 16 to 17 tells us that two women came to Solomon fighting over a baby. Both claimed the baby belonged to them. But when Solomon ordered the baby, baby to be cut into half so that both women can have half each, then the true mother 
was in review because she'd rather give up her baby than to see her see her baby killed. And so that therefore you can see that Solomon demonstrate his godly wisdom. He asked for wisdom, God straight away his godly wisdom, understanding and, and discernment. Because he in that godly wisdom he were able to discern into the situation and know how to act. So wisdom is a very important thing. Our children need to be wise. You know, in Proverbs chapter 4, verse 7 said, Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And in all you're getting, get understanding. So you see all this understanding, knowledge, discernment, wisdom, all linked together. So that is why, you know, they need to be wise. If someone tells you to come, tell your children, say, let's go and kill somebody. And, 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 your, and your kids say, oh, yes, let's go. <laughs> that is not wise. In the newspaper, you see things like that. <laughs> and so, so it's important to pray for our children to have knowledge, understanding, wisdom, and discernment. All these links together to help, you know, to help them to make the right decision in life because you can't be with them all the time. They have to make decisions. You know, when they with friends, you don't know what decision they're going to can make the wrong decision and that is why we need to pray for them we need to teach them we need to give them and guide them while they're young you know even when they're babies you, you, you know you know even when they're babies even before they're born uh, I tell you something you know like like we say I'll pray for the baby while they're still you know in the tummy or something like that you, you know when Lauren was born a lot of people a lot of family members was Surrounding her in the hospital when she would just come out and you know, like that. And, uh, you know, like that. But, but, but Kaylin was different, you know. When I visited her, she was by her, she, Rosa and, and Kaylin was in the room by themselves, you know, just by Kaylin just came. And, and, and when I go in to visit, and I just said, I just said, hello. And straight away, Kaylin just and look at me. Because you know why? It's, it's like the recognition of the voice. You know? Because you pray for them, even while they're in the womb, when they're born, this recognition. Your eyes are straight away at the hello. And this is this is biblical. This is biblical. You know when 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 Mary when Virgin Mary visit uh uh, relative Elizabeth, and and the greeting with John the Baptist was in in Elizabeth's womb, and, and and when the baby heard the voice of the Mary, he was excited. He was jumping up and down inside the womb. <laughs> Just read it in the Bible himself. <laughs> so you see, that's how powerful your prayer is. Even before they're born, something is happening there. They 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 are So so don't think your prayer, you know, God don't hear. Is effective even even before they're born. So therefore, pray, pray for your children, you know. And even even Luke chapter two verse fifty two said, and Jesus increasing wisdom, stature, and and stature is means um, maturity in age and size, you know. And because Jesus came as a baby, 
to have only the baby. So he was also increasing wisdom and virtue. So, so you can imagine that if the Lord, our Lord Jesus, need to grow in wisdom, how much more that we also need to grow in wisdom. And if we need it, our children also need it. So therefore today, you know, I just share four points, some of the important things that we need to pray for our children, and that is knowledge. That is the knowledge of God, know who he is, and how powerful he is, and also who we are in Christ Jesus. And then the leading of the Holy Spirit. I just keep looking at everything about the Holy Spirit, isn't it? You know, just uh, the Holy Spirit. And be sensitive to the voice of the Holy Spirit. You know, when the Holy Spirit tells them, leave this place, just keep moving, keep walking. You know, it's not just that. Something is there, you know. Or, and pray for obedience. Obedience is important. Obey God, then, then the children will also obey you. And then pray for knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom and knowledge. And wisdom is the most principal thing that we need to get, get understanding. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, we just thank you for your word today. Teach us to be good parents, Lord Jesus. And even, even grandparents, Lord Jesus. And Lord, most of all, we, we ask your blessing upon our children. We just lift them up today. Lord, all our children to you. Hallelujah. All are descending to you, that they will have the knowledge of you. They know how great you are. But more than greatness, Lord, we look at the creation, we see you're great. But know the love of God. Know that, that you love them individually, that you hug them individually, that you have a wonderful future for them. There's nothing too difficult for, them, for you. That when they cry out, you are there for them. You will help them. Lord, we just thank you that we have the intimate relationship with you all our children, and they will be led by the Holy Spirit. Lord, thank you for giving us the Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, that, that, Lord, that just, Lord, without the Holy Spirit, it's a demonstration that we are the children of God. Lord, we thank you, Lord, that lead us by the Holy Spirit. Help us to have an obedient heart. Not only hear the word, hear the voice of the Holy Spirit, but be obedient to the Holy Spirit. Touch our children that they are obedient to your word. Because the obedience brings blessing and your presence. And also, knowledge, understanding, wisdom, and discernment, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Of the people, Lord, they are with, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. That they are wise. Lord, because wisdom, wise child, will be a blessing to every one of us. Lord, we thank you. We give our children to you and all our grandchildren to you, all our descendants to you, Lord Jesus. Every one of them are godly children. Lord Jesus, every one of them knows you. Then, Lord, when the trumpet calls, they be there. They're all of us. We meet you in the end. In Jesus.